Top of the morning to you. I don't really talk like that. I'm Theo Potter, and I lost my job a couple days ago. I worked really hard uh, for a long time, put a lot of effort, put a lot of hours. It was definitely a 3D job, and I became very spiritual in the middle of it, and I was like, great, I have to go buy some crystals now, and stuff like that, meditate, whatnot, you know, the good stuff, and I am very much a person to question. If I hear something, and I think it's bullshit, I'm gonna say, that's bullshit, or if someone is like, this is how you should do this, And really, there's a more cost-effective way in the job. I would definitely implement that. And I would make it happen. And I I did a lot of good for the department I worked in. And it was a retail job. And I didn't question one thing. That the previous person that had my job did consistently. And I had been doing it this whole time. And I got caught. I got caught doing... It's falsification. That's what I got fired for. I know a lot of people getting embarrassed why they get fired. But actually, you know what? I think it's the best thing that ever happened to me. So this is my podcast. Um, Life is too short to match socks. I don't believe in matching my socks ever. Um, I just don't care. Because I've lived a lot of life and... The least important thing is matching socks, I think. I mean, I don't really wear like a knee-high sock and an ankle sock. Usually they're about the same size. They never match. I'll wear socks with slides and one will be white, one will be black, and I don't care. I do not care. Uh, In fact, for Christmas, my uh, moms got me unmatching socks and I thought it was the coolest thing that anybody had ever got me because they took the time to realize hate, hate matching socks. So this is going to be the journey of me realizing that, well, first it's, it's me. I'm definitely in grieving of the loss of this job. This job, it overtook my life in the most unhealthy way. And you know, you want to cut every unhealthy thing out before 2020. That's what part of the spiritual awakening is about. And I am grieving it. I've gone, I'm probably in the third stage of grieving, maybe the fourth. Um, Sadness. I called so many people and cried so much. And if it was you that I called and cried to, thank you. I was a hot, hot mess pretty much the whole night that it happened because I... Went and ate some snacks and then probably 15 minutes before my shift was supposed to end and I was supposed to be off the next day, I got called to the office and they're like, hey, you know that thing that you took total responsibility and admitted to immediately and changed what you were doing so you were doing it correctly? Yeah, so um, you falsified these things and um, you're suspended pending an investigation. So there is an investigation and I'm not quite fired yet, but, um, when I talked to the person, they, it didn't sound like it was going to go 
to my favor. And actually, I want to resign anyways. <laughs> Because I've been called to do a podcast for probably two years, and this is the first time I'm taking that step. Uh, I feel like the universe is is pulling me in that direction. Because I don't believe in matching socks, there's going to be a lot of us. There's going to be a lot of messed up words, and that's okay. That's okay, because I'm doing my best. I hope you're doing your best, too. Um, so... I'm here. I'm here to help people in their spiritual awakening. I'm here to help people with many different things. Go through the traumas. Get better. You know, work through your traumas. Codependencies. Getting over narcissism. Do you have codependency because of narcissism? Stuff like that. You know, I do. Did. I can get very codependent quickly. It sucks. But growing up, I had a narcissistic parent and who I'm going to believe was abused as a child. And I blamed them for many years. And that's not okay. I have to work through that trauma. And then I have to forgive them. And I've done that. Doesn't mean I want them in my life. Just means that it's okay. That I'm going to be okay. Um, part of my codependency did latch me to, you know, and growing up with those, with that, yeah, those narcissistic parents, because my parents were split. I lived primarily with my mom and stepdad, who I will call dad most of the time, because if I talk about my bio dad, I say bio dad, and he had a wife, which was technically, I know my stepmom, it was his wife, not a mother figure at all to me, to my brothers, um, she is still a mother figure and that's okay because him and her had two children and those are her boys and those are his boys. And I'm just the, you know, I would say mistake from, from him, but my mom has never treated me like that. My, I say dad, my stepdad, my dad, he never treated me like that. He taught me how to ride a bike and shoot a basketball and, you know, taught me how to count down a drawer because he owned businesses. And so while everybody in the world has their issues, he taught me more things than my dad did. So he's my dad. So I worked through these traumas, but, but I, because I grew up and, and I always wanted that you always want to be like the parent that you don't live with. You always want to be like, oh, I want to be daddy's girl or I want to be, you know, I want them to, to come to my basketball games and think that I'm the bee's knees. So I ended up getting with two very narcissistic people and I ended, you know, I was with them for a very long time and it was a very toxic situation and I would try to adjust myself to make them happy. The first one, um, both of them, there was an age gap and I was the younger one. And one of them would say, oh, you have mommy issues. But I liked my mom. I didn't have mommy issues. And so narcissistic people will make you, (coughs) excuse me, believe all this crazy stuff that's not even true. Um, I went one time to see a movie with my mom. It's a book. I forget what it's called. 
write it in the comments. It's the one where she's an alcoholic and her ex-husband kills somebody and he makes pretty much makes her believe it was her, but really it was him. And when we walked out of there, my mom was like, look, those people that you were with could have you believe that, you know, you would have killed someone had you had still been with them. And I'm like, oh my God, they probably freaking would have. But I was a different person then than I am today. And I hope that they are too. And I wish them nothing but the best. I had to learn. I had to heal. I have to heal from past lives. Uh, because while I might have been a victim of narcissism, narcissism ugh, in this life, possibly in my last life, I was a narcissist. And so I have to go through and heal all these things. And I have to, you know, move forward because this awakening is happening. And, and you can see there's these people who are still stuck in the 3D reality who don't just have this, you know, love for people. And they are suffering right now. And, you know, I scroll through Facebook. I'm seeing all these things that people are saying and writing and, and, and posting. And they, you know, oh, it was a meme. And, uh, you know, no, it's not. You, you're suffering. You need to heal, please, you know. But anyways, this is probably going to be a really short episode because it's just me talking. I have some interviews lined up with different people. If you, um, one is going to talk about, um, I used to play roller derby and when I played roller derby, I was, su- I was suffering for a long time with this trauma. So, um, along with alcoholism, I thought that if I could hit people, but in a sport that it would help my trauma that if I could hurt myself, you know, like, oh, I'm going to hit them really hard. And if it hurts me, it'll take away the inside pain and it'll make me better. It never did. So I joined Derby for the wrong reasons. I had a lot of fun while I was there. I learned a lot of self-confidence while I was there and it really helped me. It is a wonderful sport and the people who do it are freaking athletic. It is hard, (laughs) but So one person that I'm going to talk to is going to talk about that. They have healed a lot of their traumas and they have come, you know, full circle and kind of joined roller derby for the same reasons as I did. When they left, it was very toxic for them. When I left, it was very toxic for me. And that's okay. That doesn't mean I'm saying it's toxic for everyone because there are a lot of great things that are going on in the derby community. I'm also going to talk to a death doula because death is a very sensitive subject and people need to, you know, learn how to kind of get through life and then and live their life to the end because a lot of people just stop and just don't enjoy the last moments that they have. So I'm really excited for that. Um, I'm going to set up a Patreon and it's going to, 25% of it will go to smaller animal rescues who need help. What I'll do is I'll call them and I'll say, what do you need? You know, do you, do they need like pet food, towels, possibly both, um, volunteers. I'll probably go and volunteer a little bit. 
a few hours and for you know a month we'll we'll uh part of the patreon will go toward that i haven't set it up yet but we're getting there baby steps um and because i believe rescuing pets is important i have five rescue cats myself one has special needs um me and my partner saw her get thrown out of a car and then hit by a car and we turned around and went and picked her up um so and she's just the cutest thing in the world but yeah and uh there's probably gonna be a lot of ums i think i said that already and it's just gonna be self-discovery helping people heal and become awake and if you want to be interviewed by me my email is coffeewiththeo at gmail.com. You can look me up on Instagram at Adventures of Theo Potter. And I look forward to dropping some more episodes pretty soon. Okay. Bye now.